Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. More than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. Here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to everybody out there as the uh, summer-like weather Hits the Pacific Northwest. Golf courses are open in Washington. They've been open in Oregon, and I imagine they will be flooded uh, this Mother's Day weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I know uh, it's been tough for uh, everybody who hasn't been able to be in touch, see their moms the way they normally do. It's... uh... I really want to thank all the moms out there for putting up with people like us. Uh, and particularly Will, uh, he's, uh, I'm sure his mom is very proud of him, wishes he had gone to law school. My my mother wanted me to become either a doctor or a lawyer, and here I am, a golf pro. Uh, it didn't quite work out the way she had planned. Well, I know that your mom was proud of me. <laughs> oh. So are we going to do a bunch of Yo Mama jokes? Uh, no. <laughs> to start? No. So it's Mother's Day and we're not going to do Yo Mama jokes? No. Not on this show. You have a show <laughs> for two hours. Show. You can you can Yo Mama Luke all you want this for two hours. This is about golf, darn it. It is. We're talking about golf moms here. That's right. The yeah. hottest kind of moms. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to have some weather out there, so take mom out and play some golf uh, either yeah, today or tomorrow. Hopefully, you can meet mom uh, at uh, the local course. Um, and we said, you know, they're open; they're allowed to open in Washington now. I don't know how many of them are all operating. They were shut down for a while, so. Oh, there's a lot of pent up interest in playing no again. No question, so there- there's a market for it. But obviously, the courses had to the laundry list in Washington of provisions to check off and make sure we're in place a little bit longer than the courses in Oregon. Just a tad longer, but not 
you know, not insurmountable as far as getting people out there and playing. Uh, the odd thing is that a lot of people from Washington were going down to Oregon yes, they were. to play, which is, is really kind of a, a head-scratcher. But that was good for Oregon golf courses. They were busy, and we're talking 250 rounds to 300 rounds yep. a day. Uh, not being able to get a tee time until 6 o'clock in the evening, and I can tell you you're not playing 18 holes then, but at least you're out getting some exercise. No question. Uh, the golf course operators have, have been fantastic. Uh, the superintendents keeping the courses uh, playable. They don't have as much time to get out there. Fortunately, the weather's been pretty cooperative over the last month. They haven't had a lot of uh, nonsense to, to deal with. A little bit of rain here and there to help. So uh, things are staying green and lush for them here and there. But uh, for the most part, and uh, being out there, I've been out of Forest Hills quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. Everybody has been respectful of everybody else, keeping their distance, making sure they're just kind of taking care of their own things. And uh, once they're done, you know, saying, waving and saying thanks and, and getting right out of there so the next group can get in. So hopefully that's been the case uh, all over. I know you got out to, uh, to Royal Oaks. Yep, played a couple I of times this week. I uh, imagine that course is in fine, fine shape. Well, it's always in good shape, and uh, it's remarkable how, you know, how does it get better? Well, don't put anyone on it for two months. That how, that's how it can get better. Although I was surprised at how many people still don't know how to fix a ball mark. Uh, and please take care yeah, of the golf course after you've played. There's no excuse for not repairing a ball mark or replacing a divot, regardless of where you play. Uh, remember, there are people behind you that want to find the golf course in the same condition that you found it in. Uh, albeit that we don't have rakes and bunkers anymore, there are ways to smooth out your footprints. Uh, if you're in a footprint in a bunker, uh, we are allowing you to take that ball out of the footprint and drop it in the bunker and in a good lie. So uh, you still have to manage getting out of it, but yes. but at least you don't have to play out of a footprint or a divot. No question. Uh, for the most part, have you heard? I know the Southwest Washington courses are actually in your region mm -hmm. as serving as the PGA, a president mm -hmm. of the of the local chapter. How has, have you got some initial reaction, how it's gone? I know not all the courses are open. A handful of them are public and private, but for the most part, because the big thing there is it's pretty much twosomes. Unless right. you're taking your family, if you're playing with your kids, you're all in the same household, you can get a three or foursome. But how's it gone so far? Is there any indication that there's concerns? No, uh, they're not because uh, people have been, the players have been very cooperative. They understand the difficulty in which they're being allowed to play and they are taking it seriously. You do have those fringes out there, people who think, if you think this is a government host, go to New York City or Ohio, or go up to Seattle and find out that this is very real. Uh, talk to our people on the front lines who are take, taking care of the, uh, the coronavirus victims. Uh, but that being said, I have not seen anything and or have heard anything that would indicate that players are taking advantage of the situation, uh, which is great. Uh, they're busy. Uh, they're going to be building. I'm sure this weekend's going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, the difficulty is how do you enforce 
they you have to rely on the players to police yeah. themselves. So how do you enforce it? So I will appeal to players who may not take this as seriously as others that you could jeopardize the opportunity for all of us to play. Yeah, that's the main based thing. on your skewed opinion. Yes. So just yeah, everybody everybody who wants to get out there and have the ability to play and take advantage of the weather and do something that seems normal, uh, you know, keep it keep it going for everybody. Just it's the situation. Nobody likes it. Right. But we all appreciate the opportunity to get out there and play. Well, it so is a new normal, and we're yeah. going to be talking to someone about the new normal here coming up on the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, Adam Stanley covers uh, the Corn Ferry Tour, among uh, other things, for uh, PGATour.com. And uh, but he's been mostly focused on the Corn Ferry Tour. So one, we're going to get caught up with their. Uh, we talked about their new schedule, reshuffled schedule was put out uh, shortly after the PGA Tours. But uh, it also mentioned uh, they're not going to have the normal uh, 25 card ceremony here in in Portland or Pumpkin Ridge in August. The the tournament is still in the same slot, assuming they can restart but you won't have the graduates. So how that's being affected as well as uh, guys on the PG or on the corn Ferry tour, you know, when they shut down, it's they're trying to find their way and scrap and claw to get that PGA tour card to elevate them to where they can just focus on golf. And a lot of them life hit reality pretty hard, pretty quickly. Yeah. It's pretty tough for those of us who have done, little else but play this game or be around this yeah. game for a long time. It's It's been a real learning experience. Uh, I've completed nearly 30 house projects. The list uh, continues to grow. Uh, I'm not sure I'll ever reach the end of it, but uh, I'm kind of done <laughs> with yeah. working around the house. I've washed my truck. A brand. I got a brand new truck. Yeah. It's got 800 miles on it, right? I've washed it three times myself. I have my other truck that I've had for 12 years. I haven't washed it three times in 12 years on my own. <laughs> so you can see that uh, out of boredom, I'm doing some things that I wouldn't otherwise do. No question. So uh, Adam will join us. Yeah, we'll find out uh, how some of the guy with the some of the players there are having to do, and then uh, how the tour plans to restart the PGA Tour uh, next week is supposed to put out what they're calling a health and safety plan, um, and I'm sure many of those provisions will filter down to the Corn Ferry Tour. They're both planning to restart the season the same week. That's June 11th through the 14th. It'll be at TPC Sawgrass for the Corn Ferry Tour. It'll be at Colonial Country Club for the PGA Tour. So we'll look for that next week. And then at 8:30, Sean Lanny uh, is uh, going to join us in our Ask the Pros. Uh, you know him. He's one of uh, the uh, uh, Golf Channel Golf Academy instructors. He right. works out of uh, Langdon Farms up here when he's not in California. Uh, really working on the short game uh, for you. I need some help as I'm out there. Just have no touch. It's I, I really want to ask how you start dialing in, you know, because I know that's what he does and puts practice schedules together or plans or whatever how you start working to figure out yardage at 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards, 60 yards. Yeah, good questions. Those sorts of things and, and using different clubs. Right. If I go to a sand wedge, what do I have to do? If I want a regular pitching wedge, yep. those yep. sorts of things. So, Well, it, we got to start by 
uh, you're, you've got hands of stone. Yes. Uh, that could be a problem. Maybe Sean can help us with maybe some hand cream or something to soften up your hands so that well, they no, can actually I've, I've got, uh, you function. Know, I've got my own Mary Kay distributor in, in my household, so the, the products are there. Oh, you just, just have to use them. You just got to use them. <laughs> Mary Kay. So, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll talk to Sean, too, about uh, using the time uh, to get out on the practice range, how to use the practice ranges uh, to help develop your short game, uh, some things that you can implement there. Uh, also, want to talk interesting. VJ uh, Singh apparently is going to play in the first Corn Ferry Tour when yeah. it resumes, and that has not gone over very well amongst the rank and file of the Corn Ferry Tour. Well, people are pretty – players are, are are pretty sensitive about playing opportunities yes. right now and opportunities to put food on the table. Yeah. And here you've got a player who's got plenty of food on the table. 71 million career earnings in VJ career, uh, VJ Singh's career. Yeah, and I don't think he's spent it all yet. No. I know no. I would have gone through $72 million by now, <laughs> but VJ's probably got some money in the bank. Uh, he, he wants to play. Uh, but I, I think, VJ, sit this one out. Yeah. Uh, give, a, give a young kid a chance to play. You've, got, you've been out there long enough. You can wait for the, for the senior tour, the Champions yeah. Tour, to come back. What's another week or so? To wait, yeah. uh, I think it's unfortunate. See, there's a, a there. It's written that tour players, unless there's a competing tournament, they can play in yes, a corn ferry tournament. Yes, if you have PGA Tour exempt status, which he does as a lifetime, you know, and occasionally he gets out there in a tournament or whatever, and but that doesn't apply to Colonial. So his right, lifetime, it's an invitational. So yeah. the corn ferry tour then states. If you have PGA Tour exempt status, but you cannot play in a specific event, and there's a Corn Ferry Tour event that week, you're automatically in the field. So let's sit back and hope that VJ shoots 80-82. Yeah, we'll find out. Well, they're playing TPC Sawgrass, so it's not like it's a cakewalk. So. No, not at all. It, it he could hit it, start hitting it crooked. VJ yep. hits it pretty straight, but he's had a golf swing that's 30 years old. I mean, as Man. far as the the type of swing that he makes, nothing wrong with that, but uh, he it'll be difficult to compete against those players who can just absolutely bomb yeah. it and those that still have a putting touch. Yep. So we'll talk, lost that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the business of golf and uh, what sort of things the tours are going to have to start dealing with once they restart things here into June. But uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Adam Stanley, covers the Corn Ferry Tour for PGATour.com and find out how they are uh, adjusting to things uh, once they plan to restart next month. Just getting started here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8.16 here this morning on a gorgeous Pacific Northwest weekend. Temperatures uh, approaching 90 today, lower 80s for Mother's Day on Sunday. The courses are open uh, in Oregon. They've just reopened in Washington. So uh, please, if you're headed out there, make sure you're uh, being mindful of everybody else uh, out there. Give them plenty of room and uh, please check with your courses uh, before you get out there so you know exactly 
uh, how things are going to work. But uh, hopefully we can all uh, enjoy a little golf here this weekend. Professional golf is set to return in a month. Both the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour uh, reshuffling the schedules and trying to get back on tour. And uh, while we all would like to see the familiar names of the PGA Tour, maybe even where it's uh, more important to the golfers trying to uh, establish careers or keep careers going is on the Corn Ferry Tour. The Winco Foods Portland Open presented by Kraft Nabisco or Kraft Heinz is still slated for early August here at Pumpkin Ridge. And so I wanted to reach out and uh, Adam Stanley was kind enough to uh, hop on. He covers the P or the Corn Ferry Tour among others for PGATour.com and uh, is, is joining us now. And I'm trying to figure out if you're Back in Canada, if you're down in Florida, where where have you been uh, quarantined up, Adam? Yeah, so I, I am Canadian and I live in Canada. I live in Ottawa, Ontario, the capital of Canada. It's about four and a half hours northeast of Toronto. And I am looking out my window and it is currently snowing right now. So as you were saying about uh, high 90s, uh, low 80s, uh, Oregon golfing weather this weekend, what I would give to pick up a voodoo donut and head out to the golf course in uh, in Portland this weekend. That would be a dream, I think. Yeah, well, I, I, I do feel your pain up there. I know in uh, Canada's been, uh, they've pretty much shut off the border at this point. Uh, so hopefully uh, it won't be snowing much longer for you. But you have been able to, to stay in touch and, and follow along with what's going on on the tours. And we did see, obviously, that when the reshuffled schedule came out, sounds like with the exception of a few events they've wedged in, they're trying to keep just pick up where they were. But when we get to Pumpkin Ridge uh, out here for what we usually is, is this big celebratory event and we see guys in the champagne ceremony and getting their tour cards, going to be a little different this year. Uh, from what you uh, have heard in your context on the tour, mm -hmm. how did they go about resetting the schedule? And then how's it going to work for guys, opportunities who are looking to get on the PGA Tour starting in September? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And certainly uh, there was a lot of moving pieces and, and there remains to be a lot of moving pieces. So they only managed to play six events uh, up to this point on the Corn Ferry Tour before uh, they went into this break. The Corn Ferry Tour is set to return to action the same week uh, that the PGA Tour uh, is is set to return in the middle of June there. Uh, they've added uh, four tournaments, I believe, new to the schedule to try to make up for some of the lost time. Two events are going to take place in Florida. Two events are going to take place uh, in, in Texas. And they're just managing their best to give the players on the Corn Ferry Tour uh, the most opportunities possible. I think at the end of the day, what they've done is, is created this mega schedule. So uh, at the end of the, or pardon me, after the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, uh, which is going to be the very last week of August, the top 10 points getters are going to have some PGA Tour status. So they're going to get a little bit of a bump. I've been to the Winko Foods event uh, a, a couple of times, and I know that that's a magical week for everyone who gets their cards. Uh, it's a big celebratory event on, on the green. The top 25, after a grueling regular season, receive their cards. There won't be that this year. What they're going to do is just bump up the top 10 guys and give them a little bit of PGA Tour status. Uh, and all of the results from 2020 
are going to roll into the 2021 season. Uh, and then at the Winco Foods event in 2021, that's when they're going to award the 25 PGA Tour cards from a combined results uh, standpoint from this year and next year. So hopefully it's a one-off thing, this mega schedule. Uh, Winco Foods event in Portland next year, 2021, is still going to be a celebratory event. This year, not as much. Uh, obviously, so many things are, are in flux. Uh, but I think the key thing is that there have been a handful of opportunities added after a handful of opportunities have been lost, uh, and they're just going to try to stay as safe as possible, um, you know, as clean as possible, uh, as many opportunities as possible, uh, and take this thing week by week. Adam, as long as the the uh, beer garden and wine garden is open, <laughs> the celebrations will continu- continue for Portlanders. We uh, we find joy in many places, regardless of uh, how the golf goes. Now, you're, you've mentioned that you've added some tournaments. It appears that you're going to kind of replicate the PGA Tour with a wraparound season. Is that right? Yeah, and but uh, this wraparound season, this Corn Ferry Tour mega season, we're calling it wraparound season. It's it's the same thing. This is probably just going to be a one-off situation. The PGA Tour for the last couple of years and, and moving forward have been doing uh, a fall portion. And then uh, the following year, it's all combined uh, for the corn fairy tour. The plan is likely to continue with just one year, one season. So when you coordinate tournaments or when the corn fairy tour coordinates tournaments, they are doing it directly with the PGA tour. Is that correct? You're all in the same room working on the same issues. And yeah, and- I mean, I, I yeah, the reason I, I ask is of the please go ahead. Yeah, the reason I ask is I'm I'm we're all concerned about uh testing and how that's going to go on. Uh you're there's not going to be any fans at the first four events on both tours, but testing is still a big issue and how is that being handled? Yeah, so the Corn Ferry Tour has its own uh, player advisory council. Uh, it's seven seven golfers who uh, kind of represent the rest of the players uh, as a liaison group, for lack of a better descriptor, with PGA Tour management. The PGA Tour has its own um, player advisory council as well, uh, but they're all at least at this point, they used to be all in the same room when they had meetings. Now uh, they're all on the same video conference calls and stuff like that. So there is a lot of similar coordination between what the PGA Tour will be doing and what the Corn Ferry Tour will be doing uh, for the balance of this year. And, and frankly, in, until uh, perhaps there's a vaccine or, or we've had some more discoveries and mm-hmm. breakthroughs on the COVID-19 side of things. So testing, I have no in line of sight on, on exactly what the plan is going to be, but, uh, you know, certainly testing will be of the utmost importance no matter which city uh, we end up going to. Adam Stanley is our guest covering uh, the tours for PGATour.com. We're talking about the Corn Ferry Tour. You can follow him on Twitter at Adam underscore Stanley, S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. Uh, does a great job with there. And obviously, you know, it's it's fun for everybody to see Tiger and Phil with Tom Brady and uh, Peyton Manning having little trash-talking uh, video sessions, uh, taking being able to do their you know, made for TV events, but things very different for the guys on the corn ferry tour. And I wonder, you know, seeing some of your stories too, about what some of the guys are having to do or deal with during this time. 
uh, having to find, you know, other ways to get income. They've got uh, wives, girlfriends, fiancés uh, having to deal with uh, the effects of COVID-19 directly. What provisions are is the tour prepared to make to help these guys? Because they're usually flying commercial travel. They don't have charters that they can just all hop in and get from one place to the other. Housing is going to be an issue. Uh, they're not renting, renting Airbnbs and those sorts of things. It, it, do you know, have they gone into details about how they're getting guys around to travel to these events once they start up? Yeah, I mean, we're still looking down the road five to six weeks before these events are set to be uh, underway. I know certainly on the PGA Tour, there, there's been conversations around, uh, you know, just having one one hotel only. This is the only place where people are going to be staying this week so as to not, um, you know, spread the number of people around a city all that uh, all that much. I would say that something similar will happen on the Corn Ferry Tour, but you're absolutely right. Golf as a whole is, is a bit of a traveling circus. You know, you've got your 150 players, your caddies, your ops people, um, not so much on the volunteers and the tournament side of things, but definitely with TV and media. Um, you know, they're going to go from City A to City B to City C, uh, and, and they're going to want to stay as contained as possible. So uh, you're right, perhaps there'll be some uh, some supplementary income as it relates to housing. You know, if we all want people to stay at this particular Marriott, okay, guys, it's not going to be 400 a night. It'll be 150 a night or whatever, and, and life will go on. So I think those conversations remain up in the air. I know we're getting close to, to the deadline and to when the tour is supposed to return, um, but at the end of the day, it's really not up to the tour to decide uh, if they can play or if they can travel. It, it's certainly a, a government decision, a CDC decision, and stuff like that. So things are, are in flux. Uh, things are changing every day. Uh, but certainly the safety of each city that they go to will be a top priority. And, and you're absolutely right about the guys on the Corn Ferry Tour uh, doing their best to support their families. You know, I interviewed Eric Barnes this week, and, and Eric he got a job at, at Publix, at the local grocery store uh, in Florida, to stock shelves while this was going on. And this is a professional golfer who's played at arguably the highest level for a decade. He's now somebody that you would see if you wanted to go pick up your weekly groceries. And, and he's up there uh, stocking the shelves. Another golfer, Bavi Patel, who's been doing it for about the same amount of time, 10 years, he's helping to co-manage uh, his parents' motel in California. Uh, his father is not doing all that well health-wise, so he stepped up to, to start manage, managing the motel. You know, these are real-life stories, real-life guys who are just trying to provide for their families, uh, make as much money as they can during this unprecedented time, and then hopefully return back to uh, some semblance of normal on the golf course sooner rather than later. They've got to be just itching to get out there and play some golf. Uh, have you heard any stories about how they're practicing or preparing for the upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, you. some of my, my fellow countrymen, the Canadians, have returned back to Canada, so there really hasn't been all that much practicing going on on their end. But uh, definitely in, in Arizona, where the golf courses had never closed, uh, there's a mini tour going on there, so some of the guys are, are continuing uh, to keep their competitive juice flowing as best they can uh, playing that uh, series of events. A, a mini tour in Florida uh, stopped for a little bit, but it didn't come back. So, you know, guys are guys are all members of golf clubs, and it kind of depends on where they're located, which state they are. I know it's kind of gone state by state 
with respect to uh, what can open and what can't and, and even club by club making their own decisions. So competitive-wise, it doesn't seem like the guys are doing all that much other than, you know, maybe getting together with a friend or two uh, and playing a money game or, you know, competing on a mini tour if they feel comfortable in doing that. So it's it, this is a long, quote-unquote, off-season. I think this is a longer time that they've been off than they were for the regular off-season. Uh, it's taken some getting used to, both physically and mentally, from anyone who I've talked to, um, because you just didn't know when you were going to return. Uh, but now that you kind of have an idea of when you're going to be back, uh, they've had to kind of flip the switch again. So it's been a bit of a grind. You know, for all the, the thoughts of just staying at home and waiting to go out and play golf again, they need to start becoming professional athletes again, physically and mentally. And it seems like now, about a month or a month and a bit out, is when uh, those switches have been turned. And anyone I've talked to has said, "Man, we gotta we gotta get going. We gotta find ourselves again, and, and hopefully uh, both play well, uh, but also think like a professional athlete again." Well, as a native Buffalo, New Yorker, I can tell you it's tough to practice wedges out of three feet of snow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's very difficult. I, I, I've been reading a lot about caddies and the possibility that we may or may not see caddies on, on either tour. Have you heard anything in that regard? Uh, I haven't. I know that for this uh, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Matt Wolf, Ricky Fowler match, uh, they're not going to be using caddies. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if the Tiger-Phil match will have caddies either. So, um, you know, that that's certainly a conversation that, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll start to have. I know some of the caddies on the PGA Tour uh, pretty well. It, it seems like they're, they're a key part of professional golf, and they're a key part of, mm-hmm. of somebody doing as well as they can to make as much money as they can uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour or PGA Tour. And it, it's almost hard to ignore their impact on things. So, so nothing quite yet on, on that front, but certainly I think, uh, you know, they're going to be treated or they should and are deserving of being treated the same as the, uh, the golfers in this instance. Adam Stanley uh, covering the Corn Ferry Tour and on all the tours for PGATour.com. Uh, you can go there, click on the link to Corn Ferry Tour, find out about the revised calendar and uh, how several of the golfers are uh, getting through the shutdown here. Uh, hopefully the snow stops up there in uh, <laughs> Ottawa. Uh, I miss the Stanley Cup playoffs too. I'm actually going through now and rewatching all of last year, game by game, series by series. That's how much I miss uh, live sports at Love this that. point. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get to see you uh, out at uh, Pumpkin Ridge. Hopefully things are uh, closer to uh, normal in August. But in the meantime, thank you so much for taking a few minutes for us. Stay safe up there, and uh, hopefully we'll get to enjoy some golf here very soon. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. You guys stay safe as well. All righty. There you go. Adam Stanley again. You can follow him on Twitter at Adam underscore Stanley, S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. Uh, covering the tour and uh, doing a great job there as well as uh, giving you more of a behind-the-scenes look at, you know, it's easy. We have fun. We saw the trash talking with Tiger and Phil and those sorts of things, but uh, these guys have almost as much game. You know, the difference between the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour is, as we've seen out of Pumpkin Over, you know, leaving a, a chip shot two feet short on 18 to get your tour card. It is that razor thin. Well, there'll still be plenty of drama. Uh, So, I mean, players are still trying to make 
a name for themselves and trying to make some money. So it'll be well worth uh, us watching it. I'm curious. You've been watching uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. I, last I, year, yeah. Yeah, I watched uh, this last week the 51st uh, annual uh, stone skipping competition. I missed the first 50, uh, and I didn't even know that it existed. But I watched the professionals' dis- division of, of skipping stones, and my man, Mountain Man Steiner, ah. uh, he skipped. Oh, God, they're working on I think it's Lake Erie, and I'm surprised. Lake Erie's pretty good because there's so much pollution. The, 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 the rock oh, yeah. just skips just forever. Keep skipping. Yeah, there you you, can, go. you could skip it from Buffalo to Canada uh, quite easily. Thund- what is that, Thunder Bay over there? I, the- I no, 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 no. <laughs> it's the Niagara yeah. River. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, ah. and Lake Erie. There you go. But anyway, they, uh, I, you know, pretty exciting stuff and absolutely desperate. There wasn't any curling night in America. I had to watch uh, yeah. stone skipping. It's come to that, my friends. We cannot wait for things to get uh, back, at least uh, seeing, seeing golfers uh, play real golf on TV, hopefully soon. So thanks to Adam Stanley. When we come back, we hope uh, Sean Lanny's finished up his uh, early morning nine, uh, and we can talk to him about how to help my sorry short game right now how I go about uh, systematically uh, dialing it in, and uh, hopefully there by helping others as uh, we make the turn here, golf in the Northwest <laughs> on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on The Fan by Laurelhurst Market. 8.35 here this morning, Golf in the Northwest Center in St. Coming up at 9 o'clock following us. And, uh, oh, Harold, Will needs a uh, proper phone number. We're trying to call Sean Lanny here. Oh, Sean, if you're listening, call us. I, I thought I had the right number. 1080 there, Sean. <laughs> I would give it over the phone, by. but, uh, he might just call us, or he's trying. Well, we're trying to get a hold of him. Uh, 11 o'clock uh, with our OSN Classics. It is a reprisal of the 2012 Rose Bowl game uh, for Ducks football against Wisconsin. And then at 5 o'clock later this evening uh, from ESPN Radio, uh, game three, I believe, of the 2018 World Series. Uh, Red Sox and Dodgers going deep, 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 deep into uh, the night with 18 innings. So... Uh, we'll see if we can dial Sean up here in just a moment. Uh, still, before we wrap up, we'll get, uh, we mentioned the VJ Singh, uh, saying he wanted to play in the first Corn Ferry Tour uh, coming up. Drew uh, a lot of ire from some of the rank and file there on tour. And uh, we'll get a, a couple of thoughts. Uh, now, there was some unsavory language. We'll get to that in a moment, but right now, uh, joining us on the line, our good buddy, Sean Lanny. He's down at Langdon, where he's uh, stationed here at this point in time and probably as good a place as any to uh, to be quarantined. Good morning, Sean. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? We're good. We're good. Uh, the weather couldn't be better this weekend uh, for Mother's Day. Uh, take a mom's out for 9 or 18 uh, here around the area. And uh, But... 
I know as I've been getting out and enjoying uh, a lot of the great weather, I've found uh, my short game to be in shambles, and it's a good thing uh, Harold brought you on this morning. First of all, uh, how have you been uh, coping and dealing with uh, things here, and how's have you been able to do much teaching? How have you had to reinvent kind of teaching and academies and, and regular uh, pupils uh, throughout this, not being able to get your hands on them? Yeah, it's been interesting, I think, for everybody involved. Um, I have first, first off, I've converted my garage into a uh, winter wonderland with uh, a net, a mat, a putting mat. I've got my uh, Foresight GC quad that displays the information. I can have players come in and they can play Pebble Beach and see shots and kind of work on their mechanics. Um, fortunately, Langdon's been open. Um, I on the north end of the range at Langdon Farms, and we've got a beautiful putting green and short game area and an all-grass range. Um, I've been really limited to single-person coaching sessions, um, obviously, with the, you know, with COVID-19. Um, you know, bringing on large groups is something that I'm staying away from myself, and I don't think people are really interested in that right now. So it's, it's been an interesting time, for sure. So, Sean, uh, I'm sitting here with a co-host who has hands of stone. Uh, yeah, yeah, he can hit it. He can hit it sideways with the best of them, and I'm talking from 40 yards. So, okay. where where do we start with him uh, on on learning how? First of all, <clears throat> developing a consistent stroke, and secondly understanding that there may be different approaches to different lies that we find ourselves in. So let's start with how to develop a consistent stroke. Yeah. So if we're talking chipping, green side chipping. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we are. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer that a, a golfer, regardless of their experience and skill level, they have to take a less lofted golf club from a close proximity to the green and they have to learn how to stand the actual club more up on more vertical. And they have to learn how to make a small swing very similar to a putting motion. And they have to learn how to turn the face into the ball. They have to glance the club and the bounce of the club off the ground. And if they can't do that, then we're not ready for a pitch shot. We're not ready for what, what lies beyond that. But I feel like the vast majority of, of players out there in the world, they have the club shaft too uh, much at an angle, or we'll call it too horizontal for people to understand an, uh, an over-exaggeration. Mm -hmm. so we need the opposite. We need the club shaft to be more vertical uh, so the club is more stood up, and that's going to allow them to feel like they can make a putting motion with a lofted golf club. And, and if they can learn how to turn the face into the ball and they can glance the club off the ground versus dig the club into the ground, I think they're setting themselves up for brilliance to – so uh you're saying a less lofted club so even to a seven iron correct yeah i mean specifically if a if a golfer is six feet away which is quite for a chip shot the vast majority and i don't have to tell you this harold you've seen this a thousand times but most players will take their most lofted sand wedge yeah and they'll hit that club for every single shot around the greens and as we know the more loft that's built onto the golf club generally is going to entertain more errors and more mistakes. And I think the seven iron is a brilliant club selection for most golfers. And then as the flag or the target is closer to 
and then they can kind of dwindle down to an eight or a nine or a pitching wedge. But mm-hmm. I think the vast majority of golfers need to steer clear of the more lofted wedge for the greenside chipping. Sean Lanny is our guest. Uh, you can uh, follow him online, Sean Lanny Golf. That's L A N Y I golf.com. Uh, here to help uh, your short game, uh, one of the uh, top golf instructors according to golf digest here the last couple of years uh, working out of langdon farms and uh, really focusing on your short game so if you so if i'm going out whether i'm i'm working at the the practice green or i'm i'm somewhere where you've got kind of a, a practice whole range what um how do i want to set up uh, a practice session to get uh, used to that where do i want to go initially like around a green and then where where am i aiming for because i think that's the big thing people a lot of time they're just picking out the target trying to get the ball to the hole rather than understanding where a landing where the landing spot should be to allow the ball yeah. to get to the hole yeah so back to that initial point so the the vast majority of golfers take that more lofted wedge and they try to flight the shot and land the shot directly next to their target well in reality especially this time of year you know the greens they start to firm up so the ball lands and then it runs quite a bit past so you know if we understand that the ball's at one end of a football field and the hole is at the other end of the football field a player has to kind of understand the carry and roll concept so i always tell a player you know let's let's hit a 50 or let's hit a 60 or 70 or 80. And we're talking about chipping. Most of the time, the chip shots are going to be more like that 20, 80 in the air, 80% on the ground. And you know, that's the safe, smart play. Um, golfers that probably are struggling from a scoring perspective, or maybe like in your case, like Harold three under the bus and you hit it sideways from 40 yards, you know, maybe it's the wrong club in the wrong situation on top of maybe some flaws to your technique. Um, so I just really try to give a player a real specific request, like, hey, pick out your landing spot, but tell me exactly what your intention is. Tell me that is it 10, 20, or 30, or you probably land this, you know, 10% of the way there, 20% of the way there. So they're holding themselves a little bit more accountable. I feel like most players that put on a practice screen, in greenside shop area on a variety of shots they actually put a bucket of balls in front of them and they hit the same shots for 15 minutes and they don't change their target so they they become bored you know that uh, engagement becomes less engaged it becomes like a mundane like okay i'm just gonna hit another shot the same scenario there's no real focus there's no real like um purpose to their process and i i think if a player can have like a Excuse me, at Langdon Farms, we have numerous flags on this short game green. And the player technically has to rotate to a different flag for every single shot. You can't technically hit the same shot twice. That's a huge thing from a practice perspective. The players have to, you know, they, they have to evolve. They have to train that into their practice plan. And half the battle is getting a golfer to practice properly with some sort of purpose that sets them up for success. Hey Sean, you're breaking you're, you're breaking up just a little bit. I don't know what where you're uh, calling from. 
the uh, <laughs> anyway, or whether you wander around. I know that when I'm on the phone, I wander around a bit, and people are saying, "Hey, Harold, where'd you go?" <laughs> so uh, uh, you hear me any better? Yeah, that's yeah, good right there. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, we heard most of that. I'm sure that uh, it'll it'll certainly help Jason. One other area that he struggles, and I, I uh, is alignment, and this is this is a target game. And for most players, and I I see it all the time, they have no idea where their target is in relationship to their body. How do you teach someone good alignment? Great question. I mean, all those old adages of railroad tracks and, uh, you know, the lines and the players setting the face, I think those are to be quite honest with you, those are pretty confusing for the, for the general golfer mm-hmm. to visualize railroad tracks because the railroad tracks, if you ever stood on a railroad track, they look like they merge way down in the distance. So that's why the club face for golfers and the foot and body alignments get a little bit out of whack. So if you can still hear me, yep. we're good there. Yeah, yep. we're, we're good. So I, I feel like for the most part, Again, regardless of the skill level and the experience and the age of the golfer, I literally will tell a player, and I, I have worked a lot with Lynn and P over at uh, in Arizona with Vision 54, and they have a think box and they have a play box concept. Mm-hmm. And the think box is essentially where the player needs to take a practice swing, needs to uh, utilize some visualization, looking down a target line. But that's the time, once they've taken a practice swing, they need to set their hands on the grip. They need to, they need to completely set the tone for how they're going to hold on to the golf club. And then from there, when they walk into the shot and they step into the play box, the one thing that I ask of players is the face needs to be presented next to the golf ball first. Then their eyes need to shift so their eyes are moving and observing their target, whether that's a a line, a divot, a tree, mm-hmm. a power line, whatever it may be. But once their eyes are fully engaged and locked in on that target, then their feet need to move into position, keeping in mind their eyes are still on that target. Now they can return their eyes to the golf ball. Their feet are already in position. Their alignments are completely taken care of. And most of the time, those golfers, they do not need to make adjustments those adjustments are to get comfortable and most likely those, I call them comfort adjustments, those get them back in poor alignment. So once eyes come back from the target to the golf ball, everything is a go. Let's go ahead and pull the trigger, take the club back, take it through and, and make a swing, hit a golf shot. Well, I got a lot of work to do. So thanks, uh, Sean Laney here. <laughs> uh, you can find him, Sean Laney Golf, L A N Y I Golf.com. Uh, up here in the area, out at Langdon uh, right now, you can email him, Sean. That's S E A N at Sean Laney Golf.com. Uh, the website's fantastic. There's lots of videos up there, and then uh, they can get in touch with you for additional further instruction. Uh, I know I got a lot of work to do, but uh, the weather's great and uh, got a lot more free time uh, with the way things are right now. Well, anytime you want to get out there to Langdon, we can do a show on the back of the range. Let's do, do that. Live stuff. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I think we can uh, try and make that happen. So we will definitely uh, be in touch. And uh, I know uh, I know Isaac's been out there uh, trying to get things uh, organized too. So uh, we'll uh, we'll figure out. We'll take you up on that here in the not too distant future. 
Okay. Well, I appreciate your guys' time. Thanks for having me on the show. Harold, always great hearing from you. Yeah, great to hear from you, John. Take care, buddy. All right. Thanks, Sean. Sean Lanny, SeanLannyGolf.com. And uh, that'll be fun, and certainly the the weather uh, picking up. So uh, we'll look forward to doing that. Uh, but he's great. He's one of the top uh, young teachers in America. Golf Digest, uh, the Golf Channel Academy, really working on the short game. Uh, we get out there too. Might might be able to do something with putting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's worked with Aimpoint, uh, the Aimpoint process over the years as well. Yeah, and if you don't know what Aimpoint is, by all means, go online and take a look. Sean Just is watch one- Adam Scott play putt on the greens that's aim point right yeah it's you know you hold your fingers yep. up and and actually i use aim point uh it helps me quite a bit uh to read it's a green reading process yeah. but sean's one of our top teachers in the area we're very fortunate to have him here in the portland vancouver area we've got a lot of great teachers here uh don't hesitate if you're having some trouble, to contact your local PGA professional. No question. They're, uh, they're learning how to do stuff. A lot of video uh, work as well, really utilizing technology uh, so that uh, you can continue your development. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Uh, should Vijay Singh be taking a spot on the Corn Ferry Tour when they resume? Uh, that and some final thoughts as we continue on Golf of the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf. Every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080, The Fan. 8.52 here this morning. Thanks once again to Sean Lanny for uh, taking a few minutes for us uh, there. Some things to uh, keep in mind and work on uh, with your short game. Uh, if you're out there taking advantage of uh, all the great weather and and for those of you that uh, have the free time to do it. Also, thanks to Adam Stanley for joining us, uh, getting us a little update on how things are coming together on the Corn Ferry Tour. And speaking of the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, Brady Schnell, who's 35-year-old uh, journeyman between the PGA and the, and the Corn Ferry Tour, uh made headlines as he uh, took some verbal shots on Twitter at Vijay Singh, the 57-year-old who's made over $70 million in career earnings, uh, indefinite exempt status on the PGA Tour at age 57. Uh, The early list came out for uh, the Corn Ferry Tour event that will kick off the restart of the tour right near his his home at uh, PGA, uh, TPC Sawgrass down there in Florida. Uh, he does technically have status to go play in that Corn Ferry event. And uh, although it was inflammatory language that Schnell used and he later recognized uh, his frustration with VJ deciding to take a spot on that tour from guys who, as you heard, have had to resort to working at grocery stores and in their parents' motels to try and make ends meet while they're unable to to compete professionally. I, I feel his pain. And, and I think, and Schnell's been around a little while. He spent some time on the PGA Tour. He understands what all those young guys are going through right. to try and have their shot to get on the PGA Tour. The purse is if you don't finish in the top five or seven on a Corn Ferry Tour event, you might just be making enough money to cover all your expenses for the week. Yeah, I, I think, uh, VJ, it's, it's very self-serving and self-centered to enter that tournament. And I can understand he wants to play, 
But uh, come on, VJ, this is this is ridiculous. You, you've got you're eligible for the Champions Tour. They will be in Florida at some time. I, 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 well, I hope that I both know. tours say no caddies. And I want to see VJ carry a seventy-pound bag around for uh, for eighteen holes. That would be justice. Uh, unfortunately, I think that they they will have caddies uh, masked with gloves. But uh, I, I so yeah, tote your own bag, VJ, and then you're welcome to play. You know, anytime you send out these tweets, you know, you got to step back for a moment and just say, yeah. Is that really what I want to say, uh, or or is that the way I want to say it? Maybe you've got a I message. Think it's the way he, I I, yeah. I totally understand that he's frustrated and doesn't believe that that VJ should be. You know, this isn't the right time to do, it, especially the first tournament out of the shoot. Yeah. After this restart, but um, nobody takes you seriously when you have these inflammatory tweets that go yeah. out because you put yourself right on well, the. Well, now you get Phil's coming to his defense and yeah, those yeah, sorts yeah. of things, and and uh, so now it would be funny if the tournament committee paired them together. Oh, that would be good. Let's do that. I'm. Uh, who do we talk to? Because I, I I don't know. We'll we'll call. Uh, we can call Sanders and see if he yeah. knows uh, people down there at TPC and. Uh, to to get it going, but uh, I wonder if hmm, might get some TV ratings if you're looking to get some TV ratings <laughs> out of it. <laughs> well, talking about TV ratings, uh, you said last week you wanted to see someone other than than Phil and you know the Phil Tiger Circus, and now you've got it. Yeah, uh, they're going to televise. Uh, it's uh, uh, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, DJ. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Wolf, right, and I forgot who the fourth was. Rory, Rory. So they're going to play a charity event or made for TV at Seminole. Seminole. So uh, that'll be interesting. We'll see that May twenty fourth is the the Tiger Field. Now, if Brady and and uh, Peyton are going to get mic'd up and go at it like that, because Peyton's trash talking was brilliant. Yeah, he's pretty good at it. I can tell you though that the. Uh, the the second nine is a best ball or an alternate shot. Yes, and that that's like kissing your sister. It is just not a fun event when you're playing with with people who can't hit it at all. So uh, that might be kind of entertaining. I can tell you for Phil and Tiger, it's going to be painful. I, I would rather watch Ricky and and uh, and what's it, Patrick Wolf, Matthew Wolf, Matthew Wolf. I. <laughs> Well, he's I got fun all to my... watch because he's got as unique a swing, yeah, as as you're going to find out there. And and uh, but you're going to watch some good golf there, yeah. Uh, and instead of throwing in a, a circus performer, uh, if they eliminate caddies, I'm sure that Phil and Tiger could bring in goats to carry their clubs. Don't they do that at Sylvie's? The Sylvie's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I we've got, no got goats here for them to carry the clubs. Uh, or they, if it's a big bag, they throw them on some right. circus. Well, we're getting closer and closer, about a month away, uh, if everything uh, keeps moving forward in, in its progression. 
Thanks again, Adam Stanley and uh, Sean Lanny for joining us again. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. If you're taking mom out uh, to get 9 or 18 in this weekend, just please be patient with everything. Make sure you take care of uh, all the things you need to take care of before you get there and then uh, abide by all the precautions in place. Center and Saint is up next. That'll do it for us this week. Thanks to Will again uh, for handling things behind the glass. For Harold, I'm Jason. Hit him straight. Suck moisture out of the green. So I'm sure they had her out beating balls until the, the, the yeah. cows came home. Squishy. I want to be whipped. Peaches uh, in Europe. Uh. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.